you've been learning about value investing, finance, just regular investment for a while now, but you don't know where to go next. You're getting confused about the vast amount of information on the internet. You don't want to waste your time on crap information. You want good information um, and reliable information. In this series of videos on value investing and finance education, you will find those answers to those questions and much more. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing and Finance Education. Hey, Jason here. In today's episode of how you evaluating the qualitative and value investing, we're going to talk about industry competition. Before we get to that, though, I need to let you know you can get the rest of this series as a podcast on all major podcasting platforms for free anywhere in the world on iTunes. Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and more. You can get this, the previous videos in this series and in our other series as podcasts anywhere on the world for free. Okay, so we've talked about what my definition of quality in investing is, how to evaluate it, how to evaluate management, how to use things like impairment and goodwill to evaluate management. Today, we're going to talk about industry competition. Before we get to that, though, I need to let you know about, about my thoughts on competition. I have a blog post talking about where I don't necessarily be, believe in true competition anymore. Um, you should do your own thing and work at your um, true capabilities and specialties. You should put 100% effort or near 100% effort into your specialties, capabilities, stuff like that. When it comes to business, though, I still believe that, but you have to worry about competition to a degree. Again, it's not a huge degree. I don't factor in a huge amount of things when it comes to that, but it's something you need to kind of be cognizant of. I'm going to show you what I do today when it comes to that. So let's go. Can't do Disney. Disney doesn't have the real life competition. Let's go. Let's go Nike. So here's what I do when I evaluate companies on competition wise, and I'll bring it up on my screen here now that I have it up. Okay, get this out of the way. So let's bring up Nike. So what I would do here to see, and this works for pretty much any company industry, any industry, you find its competitors or you find one company and you put it put it against his competitors. What I do is I build a spreadsheet. If and when I do this, um, frankly, it's pretty rare. I used to do this all the time. It takes up an enormous amount of time. I don't do it as much anymore, not because it takes up a huge amount of time, but because generally I know the kind of industry economics that I'm evaluating a company in now a lot better than I used to. I used to use this as a tool to kind of figure out the, not the basic margins, but the average margins and average um, metrics in an industry. So what I would do is I bring up this key ratios tab and I would literally put operating margin, trailing 12 month, five year average, 10 year average in a spreadsheet. I would put number of shares over time in a spreadsheet, book value per share in a spreadsheet. Actually, let me back that up. So I would put operating margin, trailing 12 month, five year, 10 year average. I would put a note in the spreadsheet about that Nike's has been buying back shares 
that they'd be increasing the book value of our company. I would have put a note about that. I would put trailing 12-month, 5-year, 10-year average for ROE, trailing 12-month, 5-year average, 10-year average for ROIC, trailing 12-month, 5-year average, 10-year average for free cash flow to sales, and that is probably it. I would put notes about things like this. I would put notes that their uh, last quarter uh, cash and short-term investments as a percentage of their balance sheet is 13% and compare that. I would also put notes about short-term debt, long-term debt, things like that, and probably shareholders equity. I would put notes about that for each company into a spreadsheet, and I would do that for every company in the industry. So I do that for Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, however many companies are in the industry that are comparable to them. So here's an example of what I did in the past for that. If I can find it, let's see, am I on my phone? Okay, so here's, we're gonna go to one I did in the past. And these terms uh, and metrics are gonna be different because this is for an insurance company, but you just input the company's name in there or the company's metrics in there. This is from 2013, so seven years ago. I've been doing this for a long time in terms of stuff like this. This is a really long article. So here's what I would do. Where is it at? Is it in this one? It's not in this one. I am mistaken. Which one is it? Oh, here we go. I remember one I wrote. Wendy's. Okay, so this should show you a comparison or how to do a comparison between companies and industries. If this comes up. So this is from seven plus years ago. Okay, so here we go. So I build a spreadsheet like this with the, instead of doing everything that I'm going to talk about on here, it's mainly, yeah, I, I don't do most of this anymore. It's mainly these ones right here. And then I would make notes about some of this other stuff down here still. Um, and I would do some relative valuation stuff. I'd put that in here as well. And I would make notes about cash levels and debt levels, stuff like that. But I would do this for literally every comparable company in the industry that you can find the information on. So you can find out which company might be the best. Because just because you're researching for, in this case, I was researching Wendy's. They were not the best company. <laughs> McDonald's was by far the best company. And I remember that because McDonald's pretty much destroys everybody else when it comes to margins in this arena. So what does that mean? If you see that, not only should you not invest in this company you should probably research this company more in depth would be one example i've actually found companies that i've invested in doing that uh researching the industry going in researching one company and then finding that another company has far superior margins and then researching that company and then finding out it was a better investment another thing this means is not only that is mcdonald's better but because its margins are so much better 
and its competitors in general, that it likely has some competitive advantages. So you get the industry average over here, but you have to kind of be careful because Yum Brands has an insanely high ROE, which what does that mean? That means the company has an enormous amount of debt. So the ROIC is high, but in general, McDonald's numbers are better, but you can kind of pick and choose like what I actually have done in other issues is put um, highlight yellow boxes or which company leads in which kind of arena and just counted up the boxes at the end to see which one is kind of the best. I would put valuations down here. I put talk about debt levels, but most of this stuff I wouldn't talk about anymore. Um, frankly, because I don't use it, it's I don't find it useful anymore for gross margins. Generally, I don't care about gross margins. I care about this, but I wouldn't necessarily put it in something like this anymore. Price to book, don't really care about that anymore. Insider ownership, I would probably leave it as a note, but it's not really important. This is important. Um, you can use, you can do the same thing to find out potentially on a relative basis, the most undervalued company. The lower this number is, the more undervalued the company is potentially, or at least compared on this one metric. So the th those are the three main things I look for as I look for the best company in the industry by doing this. I learned an enormous amount about the industry doing this. I learned the kind of industry averages you should expect. And again, if there's a company like this that is way above everything else, you might want to just strip that out or at least be cognizant of that. Um, you can find companies that may have competitive advantages. If, for example, let's say what's going on. So, and I don't have the trailing 12 months numbers in here, but operating margin, one of my favorite metrics to use. This is what, almost 12 percentage points higher than the industry average. That's a good sign the company might have competitive advantages. Another one to look at, free cash flow to sale. How did I know that McDonald's was going to be higher than pretty much industry average? Because its operating margins are pretty much higher than industry average, which means it produces, it likely produces more free cash. This is almost double the industry average. It means it produces almost double the free cash flow that the companies in the rest of the industry do, which is an enormous advantage. So I could talk about the various nuances of all this for days, but frankly, I think it would be more valuable. You'd learn a lot more doing it yourself and figuring out all that yourself um, based on what I just talked about, competitive advantages, higher margin, uh, better companies, more free cash flow. Um, those are the most important things to talk about this. And it, frankly, it would take me forever to talk about all the nuances of what free cash flow production, more free cash flow production does, what a higher ROIC does over time, what higher operating margins do over time for you. Um, that would take up an enormous amount of time. And I talked about that actually quite a bit in the video on competitive advantages, which I think was last week, how to measure competitive advantages. So if you want to, I talk a lot about a lot about those nuances in that video, and I'll link that above or below this one. But this is exactly when I do this. Again, I don't do it very often anymore. But when I do do this, <clears throat> this is still exactly what I do. Except I talk about, or I only use the metrics I talk about earlier in this video. I don't use everything in this, but you learn an enormous amount. Yes, it takes time, but you'll learn an enormous amount really fast by doing this kind of stuff. So. This is how I evaluate competition, or one of the ways I evaluate competition. 
another way to you can kind of do this for any investment, even a private company, if you know what the kind of industry average metrics are, and the private company, for example, comes in above or below that, they may either have a competitive advantage or they may be at a competitive disadvantage. You need to figure out what is going on there. For example, if the industry average is 10% and your private company investment, potential private company investment has a 20% operating margin when the 10, uh, the average is 10%, you need to figure out A, is that sustainable? B, why is that happening? And C, do they have a competitive advantage that gives them an advantage over that? over competitors. If it's lower, you need to figure out the inverse of that. So why is it lower? Is it going to stay lower or is it going to improve or is it going to go even lower? And are they at a competitive disadvantage? You can get an enormous amount of information out of doing this kind of exercise. Again, yes, it's going to take time, but you will learn an enormous amount and you'll get a, a, an enormous amount of information as well and possibly um, find potentially good investments. I didn't invest in McDonald's. I was evaluating Wendy's at the time. I think I did, or I know I did, um, analysis articles on Jack in the Box and Wendy's and actually compared and McDonald's was by far the best when it comes to all of these considerations and others that I talked about in this entire piece. So if you want to learn a lot fast, if you want to gain advantage over other investors, um, this is one way and it's another way to evaluate the qualitative in value investing. Yes, these are numbers. Uh, but it's not an exercise most people do, and especially this other steps about if the company has higher margins, they might have competitive advantages, which directly goes to qualitative stuff. They don't do that kind of stuff. So I hope this helps. I hope you learned a lot. Um, I'll link this article and uh, the resources above or below this video. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know in the comments. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time I release a new video. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.